Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion. I'm your host, Elena, back again with Justin. We're so excited to dive in to today's topic. I wanted to take a second and just say thank you so much for tuning in, for giving us a five-star rating, sharing this on your social media accounts, and just supporting what we're trying to do here at Centurion. We really appreciate the support, the feedback, the content ideas, and you guys being a part of what we're doing. I couldn't agree more. Thank you guys for uh, following us on social media. Um, you know, the Centurion Leadership Battalion um, Instagram page, Elena's growing that and, and starting to put stuff up there. I'm, it's pretty awesome, all the stuff going up there. I love it. Um, thank you, everyone who's also following us over there again on Instagram. That's at Centurion Leadership Battalion, uh, both on Facebook and Instagram. So, you know, the least. Um, the least we can do is, is share a good message. And I think that's exactly what we're doing on the Instagram and Facebook accounts. And not to mention, hey, we're giving away stuff for free here, knowledge and leadership base, and we're trying to do something good. So share it, subscribe to it, encourage others to listen and subscribe to it. We're keeping consistent. We're releasing two episodes a week. We're here. You guys know where we are every Tuesday and Thursday morning. We're dropped right into your phone. So listen in it keeps describing and we'll keep releasing two podcasts a week absolutely we're so excited and i'm excited for today's topic as well it's something we've touched on before but today we're going to go all in and so for today's question uh what is the importance of leadership in democracy justin i will hand this over to you to get us started Wow, what is the importance of leadership in democracy? Um, well, one, I love this question, uh, especially on what's going on um, just in the United States um, or in a lot of democracies right now and sort of um, the new world order, if you will, in the world and sort of the way we see things as a result of COVID um, and what has happened there um, and the upside down world we're in a little bit, I would call, uh, especially from a food chain perspective, which is where my expertise are, you know, 23 years in food, uh, actually way more than that, if you include before that, um, in farming and everything else, but really as food service partners, 23 years, um, and, and then various entrepreneurial endeavors. But I think I've never seen the world like this, and I've never seen the United States become more dependent on foreign sources of food particularly those that don't align with our core values as a democracy. So I really want to talk about that. And that's why I like about this, this topic and the question you asked is, you know, in the world where we need leaders in our communities and in our world, it's, it's, it's more than just um, the pursuit of a better world. It's that what we don't understand as humans is that not every person in the world is given a democratic freedom and liberty. 
And a majority of the world, if you look at the billions of people and a majority of them where they rest, they are not in countries that have liberties and freedom in the way that we know it in the United States or in many democracies such as Uruguay, who's a very close democracy to the United States. And then, you know, you start getting into parliamentary or monarchical um, democracy type situations and what those look like, uh, parliaments or prime ministers or whatever. But outside of that, there's a lot of dictatorships and stuff like that. So um, I'm going to get in the leadership piece. But here's an interesting thing that you want that everyone should know about democracies. Okay, you had the original democracy in ancient Greece, right? So it sprawls up out of there. You know, it takes us another thousand, two thousand years before you know the Magna Carta is somewhat of a step towards another democratic thing. And that took place in England uh, to try to equal out, um, you know, the monarchy a little bit and the power of the um, House of of, um, Lords. And so it's just stuff like that, balancing out power. That's what democracy is. And it's putting voice into people. So Leadership is essential to democracy because democracy only works if the people within the democracy participate in it. Regardless of whether you disagree with someone, if all of you are for the purpose of democracy, liberty, and freedom, and moving everyone forward, and making each individual in it better leaders and better self-sustained people, and less dependent on governments and less dependent on other people, that's the goal, right? And The opposite is a communist or socialist society where you are completely dependent on the government and everyone is null and void. And while there's somewhat of a leadership structure in both those situations um, against what there is, their difference is that they're trying to out um, the voice in a different way. It's more economic. It's more... um, for the better of the whole in a different way that's being told down to people. And that's the biggest difference. Like leadership and democracy, it's about freedom to lead. The other way in tyranny or communism or whatever, it's different. But I wanna go back to the point is that every democracy in the world spun out of a monarchy or a dictatorship or whatever. That's just the way it's been. Like it took people rebelling against those situations Or better yet, it took a monarch or a leader or someone at the point to say, hey, we need to give the power. We built this. I did this, but maybe it needs to go back. I think, you know, we've seen it. I think Rome tried to go to it when they had a Senate under Julius Caesar. We all know what happened there. But there's things like that that are important to democracy that we it wasn't a despot it wasn't a fear mongering person that took their ideas and pushed it on someone in that way so even though it's a monarchy or maybe tyrannical rule that put a democracy into place um i don't want to use the word tyranny because i just it has a negative connotation but if the person intend to give it back and and leaves their thing aside that's great but if i think i know better and what's best for everyone that's a much different situation that's not leading anyone so um i um i think that it's important that we lead within the democracy i think it's important we lead with a vote i think it's important that we lead with a voice 
I think it's important that we lead and not be afraid of the consequences or what other people are going to mark us as. I think we use a lot of shaming and people don't want to get labeled as something in a bad way. And we don't realize just because some random person labels us something doesn't mean that that's truly who we are. And that takes leadership internally. So to have your freedoms and liberty, one, you have to have a voice and you have to use it. It's important. And I think that um, especially with, you know, the generations that, that are trying to make the world a better place for the next generations, uh, because that's what democracy is, um, is how do we lead now to make a better future so the next generation has more liberties um, more freedoms, more legacies, more opportunities than our generation, you know, we build on it that way versus um, what we see going on is we're sort of stepping aside and letting the government tell us how to do things. We're also walking away from our businesses and the things that make us Americans and we're really destroying our economy and allowing the Chinese to, for example, to now own 90% of the seafood that comes into America. I'm in the food. I see it, guys. It's the real deal. It's not only that, they've raped our pork um, businesses and everything else, but no one understands because we're so concerned about democracy and the freedoms and everything that we have here. We don't look outside of it to see that most of the world doesn't view the world how we view the world inside of democracies. And so leading in them is important because there aren't as many democratic free citizens with as there are everyone else. So if we want a free world or we want, you know, to make the world a better place, it takes leading. And as America, we are the leader, like, and there are countries that lead with us at times, but we are the leader. And the fact that we don't see that, and yes, we could lead better in our home and our home soil and do a better job 100%. But I think it's about having a voice. I think it's about using it not only to grow the freedoms and liberty of our own country, but the world itself. Um, leading within democracy helps you have a voice for other things, like taking care of animals, like having a voice in how your planet's treated. I'm pretty sure raping the seas and piracy on the seas that we still allow for whatever reason in in parts of the world and then buy the products from them or corporate pirating in the way that it's done that we wouldn't allow inside our own democracy but we allow it to come into our democracy or we do business with people that don't align with our core values of democratic business principles if you're an entrepreneur it's astounding what we're willing to give up and not lead and so you can lead and have a successful business, but are you truly leading for the future generations? And if you're going to lead somewhere, are you making an impact? You know, so it's a really strong question. I'm, I went on a rampage there. I apologize, Lane. I, I didn't give you much time there, but I, I have more to say, but I want to give you time to sort of, you know, paint the picture how you perceive it. Definitely. I think my favorite thing that you shared was, you know, the point of democracy and especially democracy and leadership is really paving the way for the future and paving the way forward. Um, and I think we could tie this back in with some of the previous episodes that we have done. Uh, leadership really is all about 
paving the way forward, right? It's all about the future generations, the future of our government, of our world, and just of overall leadership. Um, and I think that was a really important point that you shared because if it's not for the future and for the future generations of our businesses or our families, then what is it really all for? Um, I think that that is something we can all, you know, collectively stand behind too, even with different viewpoints and different belief systems and different value systems. Everyone wants, you know, what's best for the future of their business or the future of their children, whatever it may be. And I think that, you know, democracy and leadership um, kind of mirrors that. Um, 100%. And I think that, I mean, what you said was so important because it's so about, democracy is about giving, giving what we've been given. And so, like, let's not pretend democracies just appeared out of nowhere. They did not. There were lives lost. There's been wars fought. There's been a lot to protect what we have, whether you agree with it or you thought it was necessary or not. The, the thing is, is it's where we are and it's why where we are. And because we've protected it is why it's still here. But if we don't protect it and we don't lead, which is not being defensive, which is not attacking, it's an ideology which is based on leadership, which is a skill set that's built that can be passed down from generations. And if we read about the leaders and the ones that have made a difference in our current world and what democracy is, democracy is still an infant in the global scale of human government. But it's given us freedoms. It's given us things that are amazing. But here's the random thing. We allow pegging of currencies. We allow raping and pillaging of our businesses and our economies and all of that as Americans in our democracies because we believe in free markets. So we allow non-believers in free markets into our free market who don't play by the free market game. It's not the same. That's not leading. That's being stupid. Okay, I'm going to play a soccer game. I'm going to put my six-year-old into a soccer match with girls that are 16 years old. And it's a boy. Okay, I'll even give it that it's a boy at six years old. It's not going to fucking work because they're not playing the same game, even though it's the same sport. It's an unfair advantage. I stack the team. A six-year-old stands no chance against a field full of 16-year-olds because I, play, I manipulated the game. That's the same thing we're doing here in our democracies. We're manipulating the game to make it make sense, even though we're not tangibly looking at it as, hey, it's a 16-year-old playing against a six-year-old because even though we're pretending to play the same game, they're stacking their team. Even though it's supposed to be six-year-olds on the field, they're 16-year-olds. It's what the game we're playing. It's an unfair advantage. They're playing with things that aren't said in the sport but are playing, with, playing around it. Oh, I'm pirating the oceans. Oh, I'm doing it legally, yet they're supplying the whole world with fish. Like there's something wrong, guys. And so how do we lead? We've got to train everyone around us in leadership, hence why we're doing the podcast. You've got to figure out what the core values are within yourself. And they should be also based around people having freedom and liberties and being able to grow outside your business, outside your government job, outside the soccer team you coach or whatever it is. It needs to be tangibly like bleeding out of your skin into everyone. That's what a democracy is. It's not about 
all the layers of government and the social programs and how we do all that, those are just the results. Those are just the things that happen. What people don't realize is, and in some cases lead things that happen when we mislead because we mislead in democracy all the time. And we, we don't understand that democracy is about rotation of ideas and always being new and having new leaders in place and not about always having one idea or one thing. It's about the rotation and balance. And so in order to do that, you've got to be able to put a lot of people in lead and you've got to be able to not only lead, but be willing to be led in democracy. That's important also. That even though we're all the same and we all have a voice and we're all created equally, it doesn't mean we don't lead and lead when we can and we don't use our superpowers and our leadership skills that we develop or whatever it is, whether you're a hospital worker, you lead, but you're also saving lives, right? So we do it in different ways, but it's important that we lead no matter what. And we push culturally what leadership is in democracies because without it, we don't stand a chance because democracy is the definition of self-leadership. And so it's probably the most important question we may ever ask, in my opinion, maybe there's a greater one over humanity or something, but in the current situation of how important leadership is and the decaying structure of what we understand as leadership or what principles we're putting in place to define leadership, even though they're wrong, um, you know, leadership is going through hardship for the betterment of humanity. It's not everyone taking a back seat and bowing down and being muzzled and being quiet. I'm not saying go be negative. I'm saying go be positive, but go do it. Go do something. Spread your business. Go back to work. You know, go be active. Coach a soccer team. You know, do whatever you can, but grow, you know? And that's, I don't think there's anything more important. And I know we have probably listeners that are going to come out in non-democratic countries or whatever. But listen, business, entrepreneurship, whatever it is, what your country is or isn't, it's all about the individuals in there and what you guys determine. And regardless of what anyone thinks, it is 100% scientific fact, regardless of all the fluff that I'll tell you about, that no human is the same DNA-wise, genetically, period. So it's obvious that no human is going to have the same experience. No human's going to have the same viewpoint. No human's going to have nature nurture the same way, no matter what. So we have to embrace all the ideas. And we talked about it maybe in the last podcast, but we're complex humans, right? We have complex brains for a reason, because it is our responsibility to be better, to take nature and life and the planet and the world around us and improve it. That's the gift of having a larger brain. That's the gift of having the ability to understand what it's like to lead all of the animals, to lead all of the planet, not just for profit, but understand that economic value can be gained through aligning what nature already does, what we already want as humans and growing in that way. But it means regeneration, not just sustainability. And that takes democracy. Democracy is about always improving. It's not about keeping everyone at the same level. Now, I want to reemphasize that. If you want to keep everyone at the same level, 
in a socialist or communist situation or tyranny or monarchies that aren't democratic in nature, you're, you're not encouraging leaders. And while those countries may be gaining and they, they're getting big and we're gonna have a problem if we don't fight back, but the only way to fight back against people that silence people is to get louder with your voice and get more people speaking louder. So no matter how silent it is, no matter how many people are silent and how much people are trying to drive out, the collective voice is greater. And the collective voice is more attractive because leading is going to be more attractive. Why did people immigrate to America? They saw and wanted a better thing and a better life. That's why my family came over here as Italians, a better life as Germans, whatever, you want to call it like it was in the search of a better life that's what democracy offers that's why people still immigrate here or to democracies throughout the world but we have to lead in them and we have to be willing to say you know we have new cultures and new ideas and new religions coming into the country and it's okay to everyone to coexist because that's what we want. But all, all of us have to have the idea that no matter what it is, our differences aren't about our differences to be different and discriminate against one another or segregate or whatever we're doing now. The point of it is, is so we have the intellectual conversations to, to solve complex problems as the most superior beams on this planet right now. I'm not saying in this entirety or the most superior beam ever. I'm just saying on this planet, if we really think about that responsibility and how we should be leading, we have a greater responsibility and it starts with democracy, which is making our voice heard. So if we're going to make a difference, we're going to do have better oceans. We're not going to destroy our planet. We're going to treat the animals around us better, lovingly change bad habits in terms of the way we lead. It starts with our voice. So democracy is the essence of that, in my opinion. And leading in a democracy is one of the safest places to do it. Yes, there's free press and you can be judged and failure, whatever, but you have a country that's doing it. You have a bunch of people that believe failure and learning and growing is essential for your country, for your people, and for future generations. So one, we need to lead internally. Two, we need to lead and stand up against the assault on our very core values and belief systems as leaders in democracies, which believe in life and liberty. Because I can tell you that a majority of Americans do not leave the United States to ever go to where a majority of the world lives in the situations they live in without democracy. And I can tell you from exposure that when you come back here, you will understand how important it is, regardless of racism, uh, stuff that we have go on, that still democracy is the best place and the only place to fight racism, prostitution, child abuse, all that starts in democracy because we have a voice here. Everywhere else you rely on a small group of people that run your government. I mean, we really need to think about it. I don't care whether you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever, you know, Buffalo party, whatever it is. It's, it matters that we really have a voice in exercising the voice so we don't get out of practice of exercising it.
because the minute we stop exercising it, the democracy falls apart, regardless of the government. It's about democracy is about the people that lead within it, every individual. And so I think that that's the most important thing that we really need to take away from this episode is, am I leading in my life the way that I should to encourage democracy, liberties, and freedom? Am I pushing my ideas on someone else? Am I trying to get someone to agree with me at the cost of democracy? I mean, really, it's a greater, our decisions and these little idiosyncrasies we do on a daily basis matter. Like the little drop on the pebble. We talked about it. I think we even said another episode also. What's the best plant time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's the best time to plant a tree today? Next best time. Next best time again, tomorrow. Tomorrow, day after. I need lots of trees. But it starts in democracy. And it starts with planting that in, in really embracing what it is, but exposing yourself, honestly, guys, I know COVID's going on, but you really want to see the world and what goes on in a world that doesn't live by the same core values or the Bill of Rights or the Constitution that you, whoever has or whatever legal documents or documentations you have to run your governments in a democracy or some variation of a democracy. So... The sad part is, is we've, cr we've created more millionaires and billionaires in countries that don't believe in democracies, that believe in despotism, tyranny, and control, and that people are predestined to be great. They can't learn to be great. I mean, that's another basic difference, guys, between democracy and a lot of other ones, is we believe that people can grow. And just because I'm here in my status now economically, or knowledge place, I'm not fixed and stuck here. I can grow out of it if I want to. And I learn and I take my daily tasks. In other countries and other and other non-democratic, sorry, non-democracies, there's the belief that you're predestined already when you're born. And if that's your mindset, you're fixed, guys. You're born into a class where you're part of a community or part of that community class. And there's no movement for you or your family. Poor is poor as poor as gets. And I'm not saying we should, you know, monitor humans and not let humans born, be born and whatever. I think we go to extremes when the reality is we just need to lead ourselves. And we need to encourage people with the ability to lead and give them the skills to do so. So sorry, Elaine, I know you're about to talk and I went on there again, but I think it's just, it's so important. Um, and I, gosh, even in the United States and in, in our in the communities and that are less well, uh, less fortunate, like we default to not wanting to work as hard because we don't want to upset things because we don't want people to take our jobs. But the reality is if we lead and we work harder, we're creating more opportunities for America and democracy and our businesses so we can grow, so we can actually grow other people in our communities behind us into the positions we just left vacant. And if we do it at the same time in our democracies, we constantly grow. That's the thing about the problem with not limiting terms anymore in, in governments is it doesn't allow that natural rotation over 
you know, 10 or, or, or 12 years of business. And that's important in democracy is we need to have that rotation because trends change, generations change, governments change, wars change, cultures change, governments change, all of that. It's important to have that rotation. It's very important. Even as a business, I can't tell you how important it is in our food service partners and now in Pramora that we are always rotating who leads stuff. I, I'm training everyone to be a leader all the way down to the team members. So because I believe that in the communities that we work in, the only way to uplift the communities is to encourage leadership of themselves, then leadership of the individuals that they're leading, and then repeat the pattern. And they've got to be willing to give it back mm -hmm. if they're going to receive it. If they're learning it to teach someone else, the volumes of leadership knowledge and gain that happen in a very short period of time are enormous. And it can happen that way compoundingly in our democracies. Yeah, and I so, think that you really hit the nail on the head when you said that democracy is, you know, about the people. I think that then we lead into leadership being about the people. It kind of all just ties back together really nicely. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. I, I, I won't go on anymore. I don't want to talk too much. I'll leave plenty of topics for another podcast. But I really, um, it was a great topic. And, um, you know, anyone who's younger, because I see we have a lot of younger um, generations listening, um, really, like, it's important for you guys to vote or understand what's going on out there. I'm not saying necessarily um vote because whatever i just you need to get used to the process and the habit of doing it so go out and vote and get some knowledge there I, honestly i think that i'm hoping there's young people out there that live, have their own core values that align with what we're talking about that get rid of some of the generational stuff that's from my generation and generations before me and sort of the very clouded windows and musty windows we look through in our democracy. I think we've gotten comfortable. I think we don't understand the exposure. And I'm hoping that with the thirst that the new generations have and the access to the internet and to make and travel is so easy um, now, even with COVID, to go see places, be uncomfortable, mm -hmm. go to a place that you may fear. Like it's hard. I, I've got to tell you, I've been places where I've been uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable. It was not in my comfort zone. I didn't have my safety at my house or the United States or the democracy that I was used to, but it sure shit gives you a perspective of where everyone else lives or might go through on a regular basis. Awesome. So, couldn't agree anymore. All right. Thank you, Elena. Thank you, everyone, for thank listening you, in. You can, thank you, guys.